Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 422. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It's a little chilly. We have some sunshine on tap and then it's getting cold again. My husband starts spring break next week and it is going to be rainy and 45 the entire time. So he is trying to reconcile his to-do list with the weather that is not cooperating. So I hope wherever you are, there's a little bit of sunshine that is peeking through. It is a chaotic and intense time to be alive at this moment in history. And I know last week we spent some time looking at President Zelensky and what is happening in the Ukraine. And uh, today we're going to switch gears again and and explore a different uh, theme. <laughs> I don't know if that's even the right word. I'm, I may be stumbling a little bit for words today. So what has happened usually in these podcasts is if I bring something forward, I'm mostly on the other side of whatever that thing is that I'm going to share. And uh, most of the process internally has kind of been worked out. And then I bring it here and present it and say, hey, any matches? Do you feel like you've been going through something similar? And today I can feel I'm still very much in the middle <laughs> of unraveling or sorting through or exploring this uh, shift in perspective that I've had on my own journey and something that's really been a pretty core belief for me for a while. And so I'm kind of in the middle of it. I don't have it cleaned up. I don't have the answer for it. I, I'm just um, getting each little ping or nugget as it arrives and then going, wow, like, okay, how do I, how do I feel about that? And how does that fit in with what I was previously thinking about this idea? And so as I share it with you, that's where I'm coming from. I don't have it solved, <laughs> not even close, but it's fascinating to me how profound this awareness is. And so I want to share it as I'm in the magic and the mystery of what's coming through me and then would love to hear if you resonate with this or what it brings up for you. So I guess um, just to describe some of the pings that have connected the grid <laughs> that is the thing I'm looking at right now, I shared with you a few episodes I think ago about a couple that I've been reading their book called Becoming with a Cube, Becoming. Um, ben and Ezra Becker, and I'm almost at the end of the Audible uh, version of it, which has been extraordinary and so vulnerable and powerful in all that they've been sharing. And they talk quite transparently about plant medicine journeys and the impact that that work has had on their consciousness, on the relationship that they have, on the work that they're here to do. And I shared a couple episodes ago about 
um, two specific plant medicine ceremonies that I had been in that were very powerful, the first two I ever participated in. Um, and so I've, I've been sort of sitting with that over the last couple of weeks, like, is plant medicine something that I, I feel like is necessary to share in this space? And the answer I get is yes. <laughs> For me, it's necessary to share because um, plants have been such powerful teachers in my awakening and just transported me into such deeper understandings of who I am and why I'm here. And so I do feel like the plant medicine world will probably weave its way through um, my podcast in the future more. I'm not quite sure how yet, but I can sense that those stories or those, um, I call them allies also. The allies of the plant world are always working through me. And, and so not covering that up or trying to uh, work around it feels very liberating. <laughs> it feels like, oh, I'm just going to share whatever I'm feeling and thinking fully and and allow you to have your own experience with that knowing also that is not the path for everybody and that you know there are so many layers to that work that um, I can't recommend or um, offer guidance into anyone else's journey except my own because it's so unique the way that we each engage with this physical world and nature and the teachers of Gaia. Like, I, I can simply share my perspective and then allow it to activate whatever it does within you. So the Becoming book has been activating a lot for me in transparency and uh, like full disclosure. <laughs> And I guess I would also say, if anyone ever asked me directly any questions, like I always answer honestly, and I always uh, share whatever feels most resonant for me without hiding things back. But coming here with the intention to share a lot of um, the more meaningful, sacred, personal experiences, uh, I've kind of been holding back on some of that. And it's not wrong, it's just now here I am in this new moment. So when I shared those two experiences, I, I tapped back into the, the wonder and the innocence and the power, the overwhelming power of allowing myself to work with plant medicine to shift to a different space of consciousness and it brought me right back to the the experiences that I described here and so I w I've just been sort of sitting with that over the last couple of weeks and you know watching what's going on in my life and witnessing what's going on in the world and and it's like the teachings you know I don't know if you've had this experience like you have this profound breath work or acupuncture session or deep meditation or transformative retreat and you have that experience you come back into your real real <laughs> into your ordinary everyday life and you are integrating it and then life gets busy and so it becomes an experience that sort of gets put in a box over to the side because now you're back in your reality functioning and you've integrated but it's like a memory that sort of sits to the side and then something will happen and that memory suddenly is 
full stage center in front of you again and you're getting another piece of wisdom from that retreat or that conversation or that you know meditation and and you work through that and it might go back in the memory box again for a while and then something else brings it forward i i feel like that's how our our awareness our consciousness our soul is able to offer us huge expansive shifts and then integrated steady ways of bringing it into our our structured reality and so there's nothing wrong with that but it's fascinating to see how it happens and I've had moments where those first journeys have come back into my awareness and I've unraveled a little bit more (laughs) and then sat with it and then gone back to work and life and and so the last couple of weeks I've been unpackaging again. And this was eight years ago. I had to look at my journal because I'm like, was it 2013 or 14? This is eight years ago. Summer solstice of 2014 was the one ayahuasca journey that I have been sharing. Eight years and it still profoundly is teaching me today. So as, as I was reading the book or listening to the audible of Becoming and just feeling the depth of what they were transmitting in their work. If you haven't bought the book or listened to it, oh my God, it's so good. It's so wild and amazing and powerful and good and teaching. So I, I had a few pings, you know, in my awareness of there's something still in that journey that you described in the podcast that you need to look at. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I already know. I already shared the story. I laid in the bedroom and I was looping for hours and then I, you know, crawled my way out. (laughs) Like, you know, I've got this story in my reality. So why do I need to go back and look at it? And then, of course, (laughs) the Debbie prayer, which is the piece of music that I described in that podcast. If you haven't listened to it, perhaps this podcast will make more sense after you go back and listen to that one. It was, uh, I believe, two, uh, three episodes ago, a couple episodes ago. It wasn't the thank you, and it wasn't the Zelensky translated, so it was the one before that. Um, yeah, so I have, I've just been feeling like there's something there, but I don't quite know how to access whatever the awareness is, and then the Devi prayer started to play, and and I could feel it soothing me when... It was playing on shuffle. I don't know if I went to look for it or if because I was speaking about it, shuffle suggested it. I don't remember how it happened, but I just remember listening to it. And then this week, um, I was in the bath having my normal meditation time before getting my day started. And I normally listen to a whole bunch of things. And one of them is usually the I Am Meditation by Wayne Dyer. And for some reason, this thought popped in like, wait, listen to the Debbie prayer. It's Devi, D-E-V-I. So I put the music on, and I was just laying in the tub, letting the music, the sounds just move around me and focusing my thoughts. My thoughts often are like, (laughs) you know, all over in my meditation time, and so I just let them do that. And for some reason, in the bath that morning, I thought I, I just want to quiet my mind and be in this music and feel whatever is trying to come into my awareness there's something that you know I could just feel it sitting like wanting me to look at it and so I was laying there 
hearing these sacred sounds, it's 108 names of the sacred mother, the mother divine, and there it's a chant in Sanskrit, so I don't know these sounds or words, or I couldn't sit here and pronounce them to you, but I could feel them. And as I was laying there and the music was moving around me, it was like, it was like, um, in the journey I described laying in the bed and the music looping again and again, the same 20 minute song going over and over for probably three hours. And I just laid there and all the word I kept using was looping. Like I was looping and I didn't know how to get out of that loop. And so the story I've anchored in has been, I was stuck. I was stuck, I didn't know how to work with the medicine, I was laying there looping and nothing was happening and I had to find the strength to stand up and change that story and step out of that loop. And so my structured concrete belief (laughs) of how I navigated that journey is that I failed. I did not get what I needed out of it. I had a couple little nuggets of awareness and that was it and it was not a great experience. And because of that, for years since then, I have not been engaging in ayahuasca. I don't, I've never felt like it was working for me. (laughs) So I've had this big resistance to ayahuasca because I didn't know how to navigate ayahuasca. That's the story I've told myself. What happened in the bathtub is this complete shift in the story and and it came from within me and the choice to allow the music to guide me into a different story and as i was laying there i i could feel like the the music had been moving around me just like in the actual plant medicine journey space but the music was healing in the bathtub. I could feel like the music is doing something with me to me. It's, it's beautiful. It's not a loop. It's not a, a punishment or a time out. It's a a movement, a flow, a rhythm. And so, so something is happening even so something was happening inside of me and I didn't quite have the words for it. I could just feel it. As soon as the song was over, I opened up my phone to look up the English definition of the music because I'd never done that that I can remember. I've never looked it up. I've always just associated it as Sanskrit, and these are names in Sanskrit. And so I looked up the definition, and I'm going to read it to you. I have the lyrics here to read. But what I immediately could feel is it was an unraveling that happened in that plant medicine journey. It was a, it was a deconstruction. It was a taking apart of the way that I had defined and understood mothering and the feminine role as a mother and the responsibility and the sacrifice of mothering like the music the plants worked together not to loop me but to unwind me which to my mind felt like a loop when when you're unwinding if you're unwinding and you're doing it like this something is happening because you're taking it apart but if your conscious mind is trying to understand it and create a story from it loop 
would be the word that I would come up with because it feels like a loop. And when I completed that plant medicine journey and walked out of the room finally, because <laughs> I was able to stand up, I, I felt different, but I didn't, um, I didn't have clarity yet. I, I, it was so unknown and new to me and the deconstruction was so raw of what was happening inside of my body and my mind and my consciousness. Like there was such a disorientation of what was true and what wasn't that my mind tried to put an immediate story around it, which is you didn't do that well you don't understand how to navigate that medicine and that is not a good experience. <laughs> and that was what I held on to for years. For years, I have held on to that belief. And, and this one moment in the bathtub, because of reading this beautiful book by these teachers who are being so transparent and vulnerable in their own awakening journey, allowed me to see it differently, allowed me to feel like the the gift that ayahuasca gave me in that journey that eight years later I can finally receive eight years <laughs> like and that's not a failure that's that's like how long it's taken me to change that story fully within myself that's a long time and and yet I feel it right now so I'm going to read you the the English definition of the Devi prayer by Craig Pruis and Ananda. If you haven't yet heard that music, I will put a link to that um, in the description. But I really encourage you maybe even to find a way to play it in, in music and hear me read you these words in English and have the, the gift of both at the same time. So here is what those words translated mean. It's funny how last week it was Zelensky translated and now <laughs> I'm receiving the Devi prayer translated. I, I had the personal interpretation as I was in the bathtub and then, you know, feeling the music and, and the impression I got, the impact that it had on me. Um, imprint is the word not impression or impact the imprint that that song in that bath moment left on me was the Devi prayer is actually about for me Gaia the the mother which is the womb in which humans sit and as much as I believe I understand Gaia as much as I have believed I am so immersed in translating the love of Gaia She's her own energy, her own consciousness. And I feel like she gave me this gift in the bathtub of here's another uh, way to see and experience me, Gaia, consciousness of Earth. Like here's another level, another depth to which you can feel who she is, translated as I receive it. So when you listen to this, you may not hear what I hear. You may hear it differently and trust that for yourself more than anything I might offer you. What I'm offering you is the energy, the frequency, the awakening that happened, the activation inside of me, and it may spark something completely different inside of you. So here are the lyrics uh, translated into English. Devi Prayer. 
The Divine Mother is everywhere. She is in everything. She is the divine essence that lives within all beings. Her domain is the field of life, for she gives to all beings the sustenance that is needed for life. Her beauty lives in the natural world and spans the universes in all their splendor. She has been called by many names, for all traditions recognize her. Into each consciousness, the knowledge is given of the sacredness of life. This sacredness is the mother. She is the holy generator of the physical world, joined to the heart and the soul of every living thing. All of the earth is one with her. All beings of the earth owe their life to her, for she is the mother of all, the one who bestows all gifts of life. Her gifts come to the deserving and to the non-deserving alike, for the sun does not choose upon whom to shine. She is the source of divine blessing, the part of the oneness that bestows the grace that fill life. We have not seen her because her being is cloaked in silence. She emerges now as part of the oneness where she has always resided, blessing all, giving to all. All who bow before her are sustained by the life within them. All who honor her are sustained by life's gifts, both within themselves and beyond. The purpose of existence is to join with life that lives in all dimensions and all realms of being. It is the mother that creates this evolving, this unfolding journey, for she is the fabric of time itself, the means by which all things grow. She is the template for life that exists within her, the substance and form of all that shall ever come to be. May all be blessed by the blessings of the divine oneness. When I read that, when I read that, I, I didn't even have a thought. I couldn't even, it, it wasn't even making sense <laughs> at first. This is just the, a couple days ago this happened in the bath. And, and then all these thoughts, all these awarenesses started to occur. So the first was, I laid in that room while ayahuasca aligned with these words, this mantra, this intention, and moved through every cell in my body and rewrote the energy that I would move forward with from that moment. You know, people use words like rebirthing um, when they describe. I heard that many times in the book, Becoming. I've heard it many times from people who have been in plant medicine experiences. They describe a rebirthing, a, a death of the ego, and then a, a reconstruction of understanding who you are in a new way, a new consciousness that you know moves through you. You're still the same human form and body, but everything inside of you is different. And I don't know that I've used those terms before in my own plant medicine experiences. When I was hearing the song this time and 
feeling the words in English, I could, I could understand at a cellular, like DNA micro level inside of my body, how plants and sound together in that moment met me in an intention. I went back to my journal. My intention I wrote down for that journey was to peacefully fall in love with my own essence. My own essence, the soul that sits through all lifetimes and is now here in this human body known as Vivian. And sound and medicine met me in that intention and rewired me. When I came out of that though, it was so unfamiliar. The, I hadn't even, I didn't understand that I had been rewiring and I didn't have any sort of structure to be able to articulate it or even uh, express it. <laughs> so I came out pretty chaotic. I, I was angry. I didn't know where I should be. I went back and was looking in my journal. I'll read you just a nugget that makes so much sense to me now when I look at it. Um, before, before the medicine really started to do that deconstruction, one of the facilitators was in the room with me and um, we were discussing essence, like the core energy that is the soul inside of the human body and how to define that, how to put words to that. And um, I wrote in my journal, I'd forgotten I told her this, but as soon as I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, of course, that's totally her essence. I described her as a lily. I said, I see you as this, this beautiful, graceful energy of purity and just so fluid and, you know, just like a lily. And uh, she described me, she said, I, I see your essence as sunshine. I see you as this warmth that just, you know, moves into a room and just fills it with this pure love, just like sunshine coming into a room. And, and even now, like feeling the words and reading the words, I, I can feel the truth that was in that space that night when we were in that ceremony, the, the truth of what was being shared and expressed. And I've had many people use that word. They nicknamed me Sunshine. It's, it feels very true to me. But as I was, yes, I was laying here. Uh, I would, okay, let me go back to the journal. So when I went back to look at it this morning, it's the first time in years I've read this. And um, just some of the nuggets that were coming through into my consciousness again, like, hey, <laughs> these are the words you wrote. This is what you were feeling in that moment eight years ago. And, and I see now from a different perspective how that validates what I am becoming aware of about the song and that moment and the shift that happened that I just didn't have words for. What I wrote in my journal, I was talking about the... Um, complexity I could feel, and I shared this in my podcast a few weeks ago, the complexity of the maternal lineage that I had stepped into and how my grandmother and my mother perhaps had dreams and desires that were more ethereal, more creative, and yet the responsibility of mothering was so consuming that they 
had to sacrifice some of their desires to take care of their children and be, you know, in the reality that they were living and how that uh, contrast or tension was in me. And at the time of this experience, um, 2014, my son would have been 11 and my daughter uh, 14, 15. I was post-divorce a couple months before years post-divorce and a couple months before Brad and I would get married and commit to each other. And so there was a lot that was moving through me. So I write this, you know, as I was laying there feeling the pressure of the two generations and probably many before them of the heaviness of mothering, you had to sacrifice your dreams. You couldn't have it all and mothering was heavy. And I asked myself what I wanted, both and was my response. I didn't want to choose. I wanted to play with the fairies and read energy and be a great, fully present mother. I can do it all. And I turned to tell the facilitator that, and she must have felt that. And so she shared um, some images with me of other lifetimes, parallel lifetimes, where you know her experience of me, seeing me, witnessing me as a mother, uh, was a combination of both, you know, this blend of magic and also grounded caretaking, how I had done that before. It was already something I could access within myself. The night before that, when we were in ceremony the night before, my whole journey had been about being killed for accessing my magic, being sacrificed uh, for the village as the one who knew things that perhaps um, wasn't supposed to be talked about or discussed. And the pain and the struggle of that, the feeling of abandonment and um, isolation and um, deep suffering. So the night before, I had accessed all of that. And then this night, I'm looking at sacrifice and mothering and how to do both. And so... Here's what I, here's what I wrote. <laughs> Whew. Um, let me see where I talked about that. I, <laughs> I wrote here, and that's when things got weird. <laughs> I didn't understand what I was seeing or feeling. It felt dark, lost, breaking down, apart. Flashes of images that didn't make sense, with the music playing, and then. You know, a couple of people were coming in and out of the room, and I mentioned that. And then I talked about, um, yeah, the facilitator came in and laid down behind me, and I said I could feel her tracking my visions. She would say, mm-hmm, when I was working on essence. It was like she was trying to guide me. And then when I wasn't, when I was in the confusion and the flashes of the images that didn't make sense to me, she was quiet. And so her mm-hmm was like guiding me into more and more truth within myself. And so then I said here, um, I was laying there knowing that I had to make a choice. I had to claim my own life, stand up and get into it. Staying in the room felt like a womb and I could get lost there. And then I talked about when I stood up, how I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to be or what to say to the different people that were there. I, I couldn't find 
comfortable space within myself. And what was interesting after that ceremony, that was in June, it was on the summer solstice, that whole summer I, I was so uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in who I was. I didn't quite know how to walk the world as Viv anymore. And I was questioning everything about myself and my parenting and my relationships. And, and I can see now that was also a clearing that guided me into saying yes to my husband because we weren't, we weren't engaged. Is that even the right word? We were living together, but we were not going to ever get married, either one of us. That was June August, we had a family reunion here, and I said we should get married next month, <laughs> and we decided to do it. And in September, I was married. I was married to this man that is just so incredible. And we talk about a summer of deconstructing everything about who I was and how I understood myself to be um, the woman that I was partnering with in my work at that time. I couldn't, I didn't like her. I couldn't look at her. I felt like she represented everything that was bad about magic and and energy and healing, even though she had been my teacher in how to do that. Like I was deconstructing so much about where I would give my power away and how I would feel my power within myself and how I uh, judged others' mothering techniques and styles and how I would define my own. Um, the, the words both and, when I read that this morning, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's totally what I claimed that weekend. I, at the summer solstice, I'm like, I want all of it. I don't want to sacrifice and then resent or Um, look back later and go, I wish I had tried that. Why didn't I give that a shot instead of, you know, following the path that had been made for me or defined for me? I want all of it. I want to be a magic maker and I want to be an amazing mother. And I can feel now, eight years later, I can feel how I've screwed up on both ends of that. I, I failed many times. I believe my opinion as a mother and I have failed in you know really stepping fully into my purpose I've held back I've hid quite often especially after I left my partner and was just so terrified of being rejected again so afraid of you know creating a space and then being kicked out of that space that abandonment is a deep wound deep wound for me that you know, I've made a lot of progress in, but looking back, I can see where over the last eight years, I've been sort of wrestling with both and, and sometimes I do it great, and I really can feel how I'm going on all cylinders, and it's awesome, and then, you know, something will come up with my children or with my vision for my work, and I'm like, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I failed the whole thing. I'm a total disaster, and it's just this, like, constant evolving right this constant evolving so this beautiful gift that has happened for me this week through first the activation of reading the book becoming and then second the activation of being more transparent and vulnerable here and voicing this journey that you know 
even the idea of plant medicine and then the specific journeys, voicing what those experiences were, it's an activation for me. And as that energy is allowed space to be expressed, here comes the receiving and the gifts and the next level of the work from Gaia through this beautiful Devi prayer and, and the awareness of, it's like, um, I feel like I got like the most beautiful birthday, Christmas, New Year's, everything gift, <laughs> wedding gift, <laughs> uh, anniversary gift. I got like this incredible gift from the universe this week that said, oh, you know that old judgment you've had about yourself where you failed and you looped and you didn't understand it and you're not good at navigating that? Like, actually what was happening was one of the most profound DNA transformations of your life, but you weren't able to understand it. So we couldn't communicate that to you. So now here, all these years later, we're going to let you see what actually transpired. And I just have been in such wonder and awe that that's what was going on in that journey. And I, I didn't know I couldn't, I couldn't see it. And yet here I am receiving the benefits and the, the beauty of that through this song and the English translation of it. To know that that mantra, those words that I've read to you in English, in Sanskrit were being repeated over and over and over into my consciousness for hours is such, it's so sacred to me. And I, yeah, <laughs> clearly I'm still in the middle of this because it's not all, it's not all sorted through. And yet it's so beautiful. So here's why I think it's relevant. Um, well, it's relevant because it's relevant in my journey right now. And Guys Love Podcast is about what I feel shifting in my life and, you know, within humanity at this time. So by, by voicing it, I trust it's going to have a match in whatever you are experiencing when you hear it too. Because like attracts like frequency, right? What, what I have also realized that has been so beautiful... I feel like I've talked about this. I believe I have. Um, I know I talk about it in my work and on my website that Gaia, the energy, the consciousness of Gaia herself is evolving, that she's not stagnant. The planet, I mean, when you hear these words, she is the giver of all life. She is the divine mother that holds everything that is the physical world and time in her womb that this is the Debbie prayer this is the divine mother in the way I understand it to be she's constantly evolving her consciousness and her grace and her um, visions and desires of what earth Gaia is and what Gaia holds and what I feel when I hear the Debbie prayer I've been playing it often this week and coming back to these words in English what I feel is the reason this is so important to share with you in this moment as I'm experiencing it is because I feel that's the energy that is rippling around our planet right now this opening or revealing or expansion of 
the mother consciousness, the, the planet's consciousness. When I described last week, you know, President Zelensky and what's happening in Ukraine, I feel like he is firmly standing up and saying to humanity, do you believe in peace? Do you want a world where peace is the foundational agreement that all humans have the choice to live in peace and the freedom to be able to express their unique individuality without being overtaken or killed through war? I feel like um, Gaia, the consciousness of Gaia, is bringing that forward on such a large platform to say, humans, what do you choose? How are you going to move forward? Is it about power and greed and control and money and authority over? Or is it going to be what this age of Aquarius energy is that astrologers and energy workers keep talking about? Unity, community, oneness, alignment, unique individuality safely expressed and honored within a community structure. You know, the empowerment to, to feel safe to express and to be witnessed for your unique, beautiful gifts and honored for them and, and more to flow from that safe, safe container. I feel like Gaia, <laughs> Gaia, the consciousness of our planet is saying, we're upgrading, we are up-leveling to a new way of being a planet and a new way of being a human within this planet. And so what are you all going to choose? How are you going to move forward from this moment? And yeah, and like when I feel the energy of the Devi prayer, when I tap into that idea of mothering that was rewired inside of me, you know, eight years ago, that, that shift that happened that I just now have words for. I didn't do it wrong. I didn't fail. I was, I was completely surrendered to sound and music and healing of the plants and my intention to peacefully fall in love with my own essence. I feel like Gaia is offering us that moment now. Like, can we peacefully fall in love with our own unique individuality and do that within the safe container that is this next level of Gaia? This, this, um, what does it say in there? Like, she's never revealed herself to us. She's cloaked in silence. I wonder, I wonder if we are, are being granted through the plants opportunities to see Gaia, to experience Gaia, not just through the plants, through the trees, through the water, through the sky, through the sunshine, through the lilies. Are we being offered opportunities through humans to see the expression of Gaia and to honor the, the multidimensionality that she shows us who she is through eight billion of us? When, and this is such a core belief of mine, when one kills another, you're killing yourself. When we take the life of another, we're taking a little piece of ourselves with that. And, and I feel that at this time, you know. Um, 
So this song, <laughs> I just keep coming back to the Debbie prayer. This song feels like a reminder, a moment of grace that I have been offered in my journey to say, you know, you, you Viv, <laughs> like you're still evolving. You are still awakening. You are still becoming something new and don't get locked into your old beliefs. Don't limit yourself and hold on to old stories because that's a story you've told yourself. Like allow a new understanding, a, a multidimensional perspective shift to happen because there may be a beautiful gift in there for you. That's what I have experienced this week and I, I just am so grateful. <laughs> I just am feeling so, um, so loved by Gaia, so loved. So when I was tuning into like, okay, all of this <laughs> is what I'm going to bring into the podcast, like it feels so jumbled still and so um, raw and real and pure. So I'm like, how do I title that? And when I was in my journal looking at, my notes from that weekend I went back to the journey before that the first one I ever had which I talked about also three weeks ago and and the feeling I'll share again just a quick nugget I was laying on the floor and as I closed my eyes I could feel my body stayed but my soul was like we're going out there <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go into the universe and we're gonna remind you of the infinite soul that you are and and uh, bring that joy and that remembering back into you, Vivian. <laughs> I mean, now I can put these words to it. At the time, I was like, I left my body. <laughs> I was traveling the universe. <laughs> and my fear that I took into that journey, it was right when I was going through, you know, so much um, restructuring of being a parent post-divorce. How do you... How do I manage that and not feel like I am failing my children and um, this fear of losing them and losing their love? And in the journey, I felt like my children and I were these beautiful prisms, like, um, you know, three, four, 5D prisms of color, little rainbows. And we were connected into each other, three prisms. And we were just traveling through the universe in this beautiful dance completely inter intertwined and connected and then this big hug and love from my beautiful friend who had just died a little bit before that and so I was rereading the description in my journal and it was exactly the words I used last a couple weeks ago when I shared this with you it was so beautiful to to read the validation again of that experience. And so as I kept reading, I, I was remembering what happened after that. I have a very good memory, especially for journeys, a very good memory of details and what happens when and what sequence. And <laughs> like for some reason, my awareness just locks in the moments and, you know, I can access them very easily. But I remember... Um, talking to one of my friends that night, later that night, hours later, and, and talking to her about her wound when she was a little girl and how her mother, um, you know, helped her create a pattern that she would then work on in her journey as a human. 
we would call it a wound, but really it was creating a pattern that served the soul that came to do this work. As I was describing the story, the picture, I could see the story, exactly what happened when she was a little girl. And I was telling her that. She's like, oh, my God, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly, I remember that. I'd forgotten that memory. And I said, how about, you know, we help just rewire you. This is before I even had the ayahuasca rewire me. The plants just do such beautiful preparation work to get you ready for what you're going to look at next. And so I, I said, just let me hold you. And I just like hugged her, like, as she said, like she wanted to be held in that moment of that story, but her mother wasn't, that wasn't the pattern they were setting, so her mother didn't hug her in that way. And, and so we just did this beautiful healing. And as that was happening, another woman from the space came over and she was like sitting next to me and I was like, oh, you need some mama love. And she's like, I do. And so I was hugging her and then another one was coming and I'm like, you need mama love. <laughs> and so I was just this conduit of mama love for these grown women who still had that need as a child that had created a pattern that they were working on. And the plants were like, oh, okay, let's complete that pattern and shift into something new. Let's, let's go to the next moment. And so my role as a conduit of energy in that space was to mama love these grown women by just hugging and holding them. Now, with this awareness I have of how the ayahuasca worked with me later, you know, a few months later in the ceremony, I can see how the work I was doing in that very first plant medicine ceremony prepared me for what ayahuasca was going to do with me months, months later. And, and then I still didn't understand that I was being loved by the plant. I thought I was being punished. I thought, I thought I'd screwed up. I didn't do it right. And all these years and unraveling later, you know, I now can see how I was being loved by the consciousness of Gaia through the Devi prayer and through the ayahuasca. What perfection, what exquisite perfection is this human journey that each of these little steps and pings, you know, prepare us for the next one. And when we just keep surrendering and trusting that we don't have all the answers. We don't know what we don't know. Um, but we're going to show up and, and be open and receive whatever that is that is going to most serve us. It just becomes this incredible adventure. <laughs> humbling. Humbling and also incredible. I've talked before about um, a great book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And how he just kept saying yes. He's like, yep, you can live on my land. Yep, you can build that new center. Yes, I will hire you to do this. Like everything that came his way, he just kept saying yes to. <laughs> he never said no. And I've often thought like, sometimes I like no. <laughs> sometimes I'm very happy saying no. <laughs> I don't want to say yes to everything. And also he describes it as taking those yeses carried him into a journey of life he would never, ever have expected or could have created on his own. And in that respect, I feel like plant medicine teachers for me have been 
pathways into surrendering and trusting more is possible. The consciousness I access can expand further than what I thought. And on the other side of that is this incredible new realm or new um, way of being a human. And then bringing that in, integrating, you know, which is such a crucial part of any expansive experience. Like how, how do we integrate that and then apply that in our daily activities and lives and move and walk as a human with that expanded consciousness? That's, that's so challenging to do. And it takes time. Eight years. <laughs> it takes a long time. Maybe not that long for everyone, but in some areas, you know, I, I move more slowly. <laughs> but, oh, the magic when, when we can receive an awareness, a perspective shift of that magnitude. Oh, wow, right? Like, such, such grace, such gratitude in my heart in this moment. So I share all of that with you and I'm going to keep unraveling it and I think I'm going to go through my journals a little bit and review <laughs> who I was eight years ago what I was learning and what I was working through and and also um, not getting stuck not, a, not getting limited or held back in who I was then um, I feel like the information and the awareness is so necessary for me so that I can release that old story and and tune into Gaia in a, another way that I haven't accessed before or that is you know still unfolding and new and I'm so curious about <clears throat> that is that is a part of who I was and am and also my my focus so much now is on on who I'm, I use the word of the book, but I would use that word anyway without the book, who I'm becoming, who I'm evolving into, who I'm expanding into, the, the new expressions of me that want uh, to be shared and want space to create and birth something else into the world. Much of my focus and attention is on that, not so much back, you know? And I've spent a lot of time in the back, in the history, in the past, in the, you know, here's who I was, here's what I did, <laughs> here's who I've been, and there's a powerful surrender in saying, I don't know what I'm evolving into, I, I feel like I have a sense of which direction I'm going with it, but with ahas like these, I don't know, I don't know, so I just... Continue to listen and surrender and show up and trust. And we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think that's what I've got in this moment. <laughs> it's, it's just such a privilege. It's such an honor to be a human. And sometimes my heart, my breath just melts to to be in the moment of it, you know. There were two words that came through. I was almost going to call the podcast the title of those two words, truth and presence. Um, and yet I feel like mama's love, mama's love sort of includes both of those. 
I think the way that I have found to navigate both and for myself, and maybe this is also a bridge into better understanding Gaia and Gaia's evolution, I feel like the the way the steadiness that has held me through dismantling my definition of mothering and and work and sacrifice and how it all comes together and this uh, movement into a new way of doing it the way I I trust myself to do it are the words truth and presence you know I have a a very clear agreement with my children to speak truth to them to not cover up to not try to um, you know manipulate or pull anything over on them like they know anyway they can see right through me (laughs) they know my emotions and my limitation like they just see me and so truth is such a powerful word for my relationship with my children and then also you know presence I I'm not perfect at it there are many times I'm on my phone where I I need to just put it down and it's a conscious like, oh, don't forget Viv, right? In this moment, that one across from me wants to speak to you, put the phone down, face down and don't look at it. And it's just, um, we get in the flow of doing our thing and then someone like a child or a, someone we really care about comes in and wants our full attention and there's a part of us that goes, well, I'm in the middle of this. <laughs> no, no, the one in front is more important and... And I'm getting better at it. I don't think I'm perfect at all. Um, but I feel like those two words, truth and presence, have have helped me navigate both and, have helped me navigate how to be the fullest expression of my magical elf, not elf, fairy, <laughs> cosmic, that's the word, my magical cosmic Aquarian self and, you know, be doing my work and parenting my children very grounded and present in this moment in this reality so perhaps those are words to take with you and just ponder like how how does truth and presence play in your life and and what does it bring up in you when I I share those words and my understanding of them yeah wouldn't that be a more beautiful world if we're all more present and more truthful like yeah All right. Thank you for allowing me the gift of your time as I share all of this. And I would love to hear your reflections um, and whatever it brings up for you. So, so much love. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Facebook or Instagram in a community I call the Gaia Tribe Reunion where we show up together to share our soul's gifts, what we came here to Gaia to contribute to humanity. You can learn more at viviangerard.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.